Welcome to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcast, where your host, Ebony, brings you a sweet or sour story each and every week. No topic is too big, small, or taboo for this podcast. So grab your chicken nuggets and get cozy as you listen to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcast. This is your host, Ebony, and this week I have a very special guest, Chris, from the Cult Film Companion Podcast. I'm going to hand Correct. it over to you. <laughs> I nearly had it wrong. I nearly <laughs> every time. <laughs> I almost said, um, oh, cult, uh, it's the last one. The Cult Film's fine. It's the Companion, this connection companion i every time <laughs> oh, that's, there's, a, there's a super short story behind that i can share that <laughs> i mean you that can was share my, that as well that was, as you like <laughs> i that was not my my first choice that was that was actually an afterthought i had i wasn't sure what to call the show i was going to call it the cult film cabana i wanted something <laughs> kind of that would just flow off did it go with cabana cabana that's a little, yeah. I was gonna, I was thinking cult film cabana, or I was kind of saying the way that our show operates, it's kind of like the cult film cliff notes. Mm-hmm. That if you were supposed to watch a movie for film class and you didn't, but you, you could listen to our show and we would give you enough of the plot and the, yeah. the, the technical details that you would need. And then there's something, I mean, you're from Australia, so you probably haven't heard of the Prairie Home Companion. Which is a I've had popular, a prairie, but that's about as far as I can go with that. <laughs> okay, yeah, the Prairie Home Companion is a popular radio show. Um, at this, it's a very kind of dry humor show about this guy writing about this, I believe, fictional town and the weird residents within. Um, so I put up a poll on Facebook because I had the the podcast came from a facebook group that i started and so i put up a poll and everyone loved cult film companion except for me (laughs) (laughs) it was like um i don't want to immediately shoot myself in the foot and say i don't like it um but i'll come up with stuff like um our little tagline is that we're the home of movies that are off under and ahead of the cinematic radar mm-hmm. but uh that's also something that i'm not particularly pr- proud of but again <laughs> uh, you know you got to learn that when you're being a, a, a you're being a broadcaster or a podcaster that i you know i i mainly do it for myself but it's nice to have mm-hmm. an audience so you also got to you got to make sure that you you give the audience something they want and that little tagline and that little interesting word companion but fortunately enough for me because i was googling all the names i was like well i want to make sure that i'm not copying somebody else so i did google the cult film companion and it does exist it exists only in japan it's (laughs) only a book and it only deals with cult Japanese movies. So for my 
two Japanese listeners, I'm sorry <laughs> that I stole that that obscure book. But now I'm I, I'm a little saddened to say that now that if you Google Cult Film Companion, that no longer is that obscure Japanese book the first thing that comes up. I'm proud to say that our show is the first thing that comes up. Well, so. that's exciting. That's, At that's least you have cool. that. I I kind of My figured other that I want like a billion of us. The gruesome twosome. That's why we have to add to movie what, reviews them on the end. Now, while I like the, I like that. See, you you added to it. Now, mm-hmm. what is the gruesome twosome originally from? Because that's from a movie. No, I actually think it it's is from be. a movie. But we literally yeah, just sat there and threw words out for fucking like two oh. hours. There was like four of us sitting around, and we're like, "All right, we need a name. What are we gonna do?" And everyone just word vomited like any word that they could think of and then just for ages we're like we don't know what to go like where do we go with this and then Jess my co-host is like oh my god gruesome twosome and I'm like do you know how many podcasts and name that (laughs) we need something else so then there was another hour of sitting around (laughs) trying to figure out what to add to it movie gruesome though yeah see you you added your own little spin on it I have to say to anyone out there who's thinking of starting a podcast, do some thinking like Ebony did and get some friends around to help you because yeah. I didn't and now now I'm stuck with the cult film companion. So <laughs> it was fun for us to do but it as well. I, I love it. Grab some drinks, grab well, some yeah. friends, and just word vomit some shit out. So I was in quarantine when we first developed <laughs> the show. So meeting anybody else was not an option. So it was me thinking of good titles and then Thankfully, yeah, when I put up the poll on Facebook, that was the name everyone said was the best. So I said, okay. It was one of the first visits Jess and I had after quarantine that we came up with the name. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like, I think the second time, first or second time out of our 279-day lockdown. (laughs) But I'm I'm guessing on the Nuggies show. I'm guessing on Sweet Sour. Yes. So. And that's a whole other story for that name. (laughs) Have you already shared the story? It's not really much of a story. It's just random as hell. You just said it's a whole other story. No, it's because it's got nothing to do with the gruesome twosome is what I mean. Like the way we came up with that, like oh. it's got nothing to do with that. It's because oh, right. I, for so long, was contemplating doing a solo one and everyone's like, oh, you should, you should. And I had no idea what I was going to be about. I had no idea about the name. I just knew I wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And then the first idea was what we're doing today, which is the stories, the short, yep. the sweet and sour life stories, good, bad, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what name <laughs> What name do I come up with? And funny enough, Joey, who we all know oh, from okay. the network, mm-hmm. um, the interview he had to approach me, we got onto that subject and he said something about Nuggets. And then my mind clicked and I was like, oh my God, that would be like the perfect podcast name because sweet and sour, good and bad, life stories, everyone likes chicken nuggets. Like it all just sort of just gelled because I had this thing going on Twitter for whatever reason about chicken nuggets. So it all just (laughs) mixed mixed in well. So really we can thank Joey. (laughs) Okay. I was just going to say, well, it works out great because you got the connotation, the sweet and sour. So you have uh, probably the most pop one of, if not the most popular dipping sauce, I would say, 
for for chicken nuggies. And then you've got, like you said, you're sharing life stories, and we got the sweet and the sour. That's you know, that's fun. That's light. So, plus, I always think for some reason, and I I find that I'm doing this more and more on my my show is comparing movies to food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know what there's. <laughs> It is just like a weird thing with movies and food because you're usually eating. My snack of choice for movies is popcorn. What about you? Mm-hmm. For movies, yeah, I'm more of a sweets person. So okay. for me, it would be like um, I'm trying to think of something you guys would also have there, like oh, you the got Twizzlers the and stuff like that. Right. So like. The red licorice, or um, even just something like M and M's, or something like that. Favorite M and M's, crunchy or peanut? Crunchy, the new cookie crunchy one. No, ours have like it's like a crisp. I don't know how they describe it. It's just called crunchy. Huh? You know, I'm hooked on white chocolate peanut M and M's, like the best M and M's ever. Love white chocolate. So yeah. Me too. And then uh, I only first saw them probably about a month ago. They're sneaking in all sorts you of weird. You brought this M&M up on the poll. Okay, so for everyone listening, I had a poll on Twitter about everyone's favorite M&Ms. And I'm sorry oh, to yeah. the world of the United States that I didn't know peanut butter was a choice. It's not here. <laughs> or if it is, I'm not aware of it. Well, but everyone came at me for it. But you brought up the white chocolate ones then. I think I found them here either. And now I really, really, really want white chocolate M&M. They're amazing. So I'm going to say something controversial here. Reese's Pieces used to be my jam. used to love Reese's Pieces. I'm going to say something. Hot take. I think M&M's peanut butter is better than Reese's Pieces. So I can't I'm just eat Reese's. It's too dark for me. We have um, Reese's here. They're not as popular here as they are over there, but we do have them. And it's just not my thing. See, I, yeah, I always am amazed. I don't think I've ever seen anything from Australia, which is strange because I have family down in Australia. I've never visited them. I was never invited to Australia. So where in I'm Australia there. are they? Uh, see, if I had been invited, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was, I was in, I was in college when my parents, uh, my parents took one of my brothers and my grandparents down there picked uh, Opera House, Sydney. 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 Yeah, they're all over Australia. Yeah, I have a very unusual, I don't mind sharing it uh, on the show. Uh, my last name is Dizio, D-I, capital Z-I-O, a very, very Italian name. But there are Dizio's in Italy. I've counted. So we've got Dizio's in Italy. United States, Canada, and Australia. My well, there you go. uncle, my uncle, somehow not related to me, <laughs> used to publish a magazine called Italy Down Under. Interesting um, title. <laughs> but I bet you have some really, really funky candy. Like I sometimes we don't see it a lot here, but if I go to like the the candy aisle in a grocery store, they'll have like a weird candies from. Uh, a lot of time, England, UK, very popular, those kind of candies. But so you're Twizzlers girl. Yes, absolutely. Top of the list every time. Okay, so. We interrupt this podcast for a quick promo break. But don't stress, we'll be back soon. 
We want Whiskey Hell Podcast to be a show that opens your mind. Not necessarily to change it, but we just want to start the conversation. Big media driving the war. We called this two months ago. Should Elon Musk buy Twitter? Do we want to talk about politicians buying energy stocks suddenly right before the Russian ban? Yeah. It's about having fun and making sure that you're helping people. Like, ask Whiskey Hell. Then Janet hugs Samantha and whispers something in her ear, and they both look at me and giggle. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I've been fantasizing about a threesome with these two since they moved in. It's about having great conversations with your buddies. Didn't we d- decide that we needed to write a, write some porn, like the porn identity? Yeah. The, the porn <laughs> supremacy? Yeah. The, the just... porn ultimatum? I don't I don't like the, the shape of any of that thing. I don't like the look of it. It looks angry. It looks like it's it's going to it's going to do some really I mean, not nice things to my testicles. That my Is it Is that a woman's hand holding it? It looks like it. Yes. It does. Yeah. Nails are way too pretty to be a guy. It's about great craft beer as well. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is a, this is a drain pour, uh, but this one's going to be rough to get through. That's a lot of coffee and I'm just not a coffee drinker. The show is Whiskey Hell Podcast. Download us everywhere. Check us out on Twitter, whiskey underscore hell. We'll talk to you soon. Can we just have a goddamn conversation about this? This time, Dana DeVito becomes pregnant. Who knew? <laughs> but Garth doesn't mouth just the words at all. He's, he's just mouthing, like, opening his mouth up and down like a puppet. <laughs> now, let's get this show started. Hello everyone, you are listening to Snippets of Critically Optimistic. If you like what you hear, come join us as we create fun and exciting double features that pair two films together with interesting themes. We even offer up some shorter shows where we talk about new films to just hit theaters and various topics within the filming community. We are available wherever you listen to podcasts and we release on a bi-weekly schedule every other Tuesday. We love to include our audience by answering questions on the show or reading feedback. So get listening and be part of the Critically Optimistic Friends. See you then. Why don't you have a speaker in every room in your home? Does it seem like a huge investment or a daunting task to set up yourself? At Dio, we've finally made simple, affordable speakers that you can set up in every room in under a minute. No app or voice assistant needed. Just play from your iPhone to any speakers. It's that simple. Get our launch discount at dioconnect.com forward slash blind knowledge. See, that wasn't too long. Now back to the episode. My story, I would say has a mix of sweet and sour because (laughs) so this story took place in 1997 you weren't even born yet yes i was i was being sarcastic i was four (laughs) just to make you feel older (laughs) (laughs) so ebony was four i was four i was this is august 21st i pulled up the dates because i wanted to get this right because it's a crazy story it's not a, a story oh it's only a story that me and the people at uh, this arena work can experience. So this is August twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. A a young me in my <laughs> teens and a friend 
go to basically right outside of Boston, Massachusetts to see Rage Against the Machine and the Wu-Tang Clan with opening act Atari Teenage Riot. So we show up. Um, so seven o'clock concert starts. Atari Teenage Riot comes out, plays for about 20 minutes, half an hour, say around seven. So around 730, they clear off all of Atari Teenage Riot's um, gear, their amps, all that kind of stuff. And then a curtain goes across the stage. And we were talking to some people and they're like, yeah, the Wu-Tang Clan had this crazy set. And when I finally saw it, like, I mean, it was like a set design. It was looked like a alleyway in the ghetto. It had a bodega on the corner. You know what a bodega is? As of about four days ago, I now know what that is. Oh, it's like your, it's like a corner. It's like a like corner, a corner convenience store, store thing, yeah. <laughs> right, and there's a fire hydrant, there's a street light, you got some apartment complexes, there's a newsstand. So like this, uh, but it would be well over, and I'm I'm not exaggerating here, well over two and a half hours later that the Wu-Tang Clan finally played. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. Two and a half hours later, the Wu-Tang Clan, plan- <laughs> that's a mouthful. Wu Tang Clan Clan Wu Tang played, and then about not as long, probably about forty five minutes to an hour later, Rage Against the Machine finally showed up to play. So let's go back to August twentieth, the day before, <laughs> in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Four songs into their set, playing the song "Bomb Track" from their debut album, um, self-titled "Rage Against the Machine." The lead singer Zach De La Rocha jumped off a speaker or jumped onto a speaker. I'm not sure which. Either way, it happened. He really messed up his ankle. Mm-hmm. Really, really. Now I have sprained my. Have you ever sprained your ankle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a joke. It's, not, it's one of no. those things. You tell people to walk, oh, you sprained your ankle, walk it off. You know what? You know who, who doesn't say that? People who have actually sprained their ankles. <laughs> Who's done it? Because it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> no fun at all. So even, I, I've heard differing reports, but either during this time when he jumped off the speaker, jumped off the speaker, he messed up his ankle. I'm not sure if he broke it. It was at le- very least very badly sprained. Continued, did the rest of the show in New Jersey. Goes to the hospital. They're not sure what to do. Doctors are telling him, we're not really sure what the extent of this injury is yet. You probably shouldn't you know you've at the very least you shouldn't be playing a concert tonight this is all happening in like a couple states away from us and we're sitting there waiting we're like atari teenage riot came out and then we're sitting there for like an hour they're like okay it's an hour then another hour and i've just said that in about 20 seconds or two seconds two hours just sitting there like waiting for a concert is a long time. So the Wu-Tang Clan finally showed up minus ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, rest mm-hmm. in peace. So it was only eight eight of the original nine members. Um, what had happened was, so they were played New Jersey. And people that are listening that are familiar with the United States, New Jersey is right next to New York. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan is based in New York City. So they decided, somebody decided to call off the concert that I was sitting there waiting for it to happen. Raids Against the Machine was like, we don't know, we want to wait, we don't want to postpone, we don't want to cancel. The Wu-Tang Clan guys were like, you know what? We're going to New York City. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and we're, we're, four, we're four or five hours in the other direction. So by the time they decided we're going to do the show, Wu-Tang Clan had to drive, that's why we waited two hours, had to drive from New York City to the back to the arena. So it was eight of the nine members. They came out, they gave an incredible, incredible show. And um, 
I distinctly remember Method Man stage diving and crowd surfing multiple times. <laughs> um, so this was prime 1997. My only complaint is that if Zach De La Rocha hadn't sprained his ankle, I would have gotten a show with Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, rest in peace. But then Rage came out. They We didn't get as long. I checked because there's the internet now, which is great. So I just <laughs> Googled all the set lists around for my show and yeah our show was a little bit shorter but you gotta understand that by the time they came on stage was the curfew for the show mm. so it's costing one grant at least one thousand dollars per minute to pay the fines for a noise ordinance to keep mm. crew members there past their contracts a thousand dollars a minute i might be exaggerating that might sound high, um, but it's costing a, it's lot, expensive, a lot of money. Bar, yeah. So we still got a show and it was a hell of a show. And that was not my only time seeing Rage Against the Machine. So I don't have any complaints about them. But that's that's my like worst concert. It, worst, best concert experience. I mean, what's I mean, the worst the rate, experience? It's uh, my worst experience is got to be one what? that I don't remember. Really? Okay. Well, what's the worst band or singer you that you remember? That's the worst. Uh, the most popular act that I've seen live that was terrible was Lloyd Banks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a rapper. Do you mm-hmm. know who Lloyd Banks is? Yeah. Okay. So I saw Lloyd Banks live. It was terrible. First of all, Lloyd Banks is a terrible rap name. <laughs> Lloyd Banks. <It> really is. <laughs> Lloyd Banks is like your accountant's assistant, not your accountant. His assistant, or I don't know, it's not a good rap name. It's a very good, like mid man, <laughs> mid level mm, management. Yep. I would say um, Lloyd Banks was terrible, awful. He had it, no fewer than nine people on stage with him at the whole time, just like his crew, Jesus. which is so obnoxious because they're not doing anything. They're not dancing. They're like not even doing like the hype man rap stuff. Like get your hands up. They don't have microphones. Mm. They're just like chilling with Lloyd Banks. <laughs> knew someone working the lights at that show. So we got in for free. Oh, That's the, okay. I, should, <laughs> I should have prefaced this entire story with, I didn't set out of my way to see Lloyd Banks. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to cover your tracks now because you really did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your oh my first gosh. line for that ticket. <laughs> Strike this all from the record. I never saw Lloyd Banks. I don't even know who Lloyd Banks is. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> What's your best and then like a favorite concert moment? I've seen a lot. One of the best would be I saw Swedish House Mafia's quote unquote farewell tour. But we all know that they no longer exist. Mm-hmm. So everyone comes back. Um, but that was in the rain in ponchos in an outdoor arena and is the most fun <laughs> I've ever had at a show it was awesome. I went, so most shows i go to i go to by myself for a few different reasons one once tickets are out for most of the bands i see they're out and they're sold within seconds i don't mm-hmm. want to wait on other people <laughs> if i want to see someone i'll see someone and my mentality is i don't go to a concert to sit there and have a conversation i go there to listen to the music so i'm more than happy to do it by myself or with other people but um worst i've seen do you know a band named chidos or drugs destroy rebuild and go- until god shows d-u-r-g-z hmm? is that how it's spelled C-H-I-O-D-O-S. Nope. Sorry, never heard. Nope. Okay. The lead singer, Craig Owens, now seems to be okay. But going back to the mental health conversation from the other episode, he's known to have bipolar and I 
think possibly other mental health issues and the concert I saw him at I, I don't know if he wasn't as I don't know him obviously from a virus so but he was mm-hmm. either not taking medication or something was going wrong and he just went ape shit on stage he completely flipped the set list multiple times he was yelling at people in the crowd and telling them to get the fuck out of his show it was just an absolute chaos the singing was fantastic. So when he actually performed, oh. spot on. But as an actual yeah. um, experience, experience, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> but favorites, I could, go, I could go on for ages. Like Coheed and Cambria was no, fantastic. Be- Roxette was fantastic. Kanye was interesting. <laughs> I've never seen a Kanye concert. My sister, I took my sister for her birthday, and um, she's a much bigger fan than I am. And so I took her for her birthday and he's, how do I explain it? There was him and then there was like a light show cube is the only way I can explain it. So it was like four walls. Mm -hmm. He stood in front of it and then they would project him on it, but then they would also just project random pictures on it. But the whole show, he wore a mask. The whole show. So he sounded like shit. No, like the whole, whole face. Not just, not just the mouth. Like it was almost like, um. A hazmat suit? No, no. Like, you know how you get, like, in The Purge, you've got, like, the costume-type masks? Right, right, right. It was, like, okay. cross between that and, like, the ones that you get DJs that wear that have, like, the lights, like, LED masks. It was almost, right. like, cross between the two. It's very hard to explain. <laughs> and he, because of that, he just sounded muffled the whole time. Right. So there was no point. I was like, what? why <laughs> what was the purpose of this but queen was yeah. fantastic oh, queen still top of the list with adam, uh, adam lambert. lambert yeah there was queen with adam lambert roxette i saw they were fantastic before she passed away rest in peace i've seen so many i've seen lady gaga twice i've seen katie perry i've seen coheed and cambria Anne Boleyn twice uh justin timberlake bon jovi there's a few <laughs> there's others that i can't think of janet jackson headline yeah. festival type thing that was cool oh that's awesome yeah i i i miss concerts so hopefully oh, things i'm are. so excited everything got rescheduled like a thousand times during covid and one of the um concerts that i had tickets for since 2020 has finally been approved and i can go oh, in nice. two months so excited <laughs> i love concerts yeah i just like the yeah the anticipation the anticipation and then when everything gets rescheduled and rescheduled again yeah it's crazy but um now i could sit here all night and talk concert stories but i don't want to take up too much of your time but uh thank Naughty you for having nature. me that was another good one sorry OPP. but yes no yeah. Yes, <laughs> they had the, um, the guy in the bear suit on stage and all that fun stuff. Yes, thank you for joining and thank you for sharing the story and I really oh, appreciate it. Not a problem. Well, with that being said, we'll sign off. So everyone have a fantastic day and or night, depending on where you're from, and you'll hear from me in a week. Bye, everyone. <laughs> hey, this is Ebony, and thank you for listening to the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast. You can find us on social media at Pod. That's S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can email us. Email us your stories that you would like to share as well as anything in relation to mental health. That's Nuggies Podcast, N-U-G-G-I-E-Z podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and see you next week.